Hello friends, I am Kaushik Mazumdar, back with another episode of The Revolution, Untold Story of Indian Freedom Struggle. In the last episode, Dipanjan Maiti, our researcher, told us about Maratha Confederacy and why British East India Company waited almost 200 long years before targeting Maratha Empire. Today, we will listen how the first Anglo-Maratha war began. Do you remember Peshwa Madhav Rao? He had allied with Nizam against Haider Ali. Though Madhav Rao was amongst the youngest to become Peshwa, he was a great diplomat. Under his leadership, Marathas resurrected from the ashes they were left in, following the battles of Panipat. But not only had he become Peshwa young, but he died young too. When young Madhav Rao became Peshwa, his uncle Raghunath Rao was appointed as regent. Raghunath Rao was also known as Raghoba. But Raghunath Rao started to conspire against Peshwa. His activities angered Peshwa and eventually Raghunath Rao was placed under house arrest in charge of conspiring against the Peshwa. During the final days, Peshwa Madhav Rao tried to reconcile the differences with Raghunath Rao. House arrest was lifted and Madhav Rao requested Raghunath Rao to guide his younger brother, 17 years old Narayan Rao. Accordingly, Raghunath Rao was reappointed as regent to young Peshwa, this time to Narayan Rao. As often said, history repeats itself, but this time, unlike Madhav Rao, Narayan Rao was not lucky and he was murdered by the supporters of Raghoba. At the time of his death, Narayan Rao's wife was pregnant with the rightful heir, Swai Madhav Rao. But who would know the future? In this situation, Raghunath Rao became the Peshwa. The mistrust between old ministers and new Peshwa Raghunath Rao got intensified and weakened the Puna Darbar. The company saw an opportunity to extend their hold into the territory with Raghunath Rao at the post of Peshwa and his differences with the rest. Accordingly, Mostin, the representative of the Mumbai presidency in Pune Darbar, started working on relations with the new Peshwa under direct orders of the authority. Two months into the Peshwa ship, although the investigation of Narayan Rao's murder was still going on, Raghuva started settling down his differences with the older ministers and other chiefs. During Raghunath Rao's reign, Maratha relations with Haider Ali started reviving while Nizam found himself at the other end. 
On a fateful evening of October 1773, Ram Shastri, in his verdict of Narayan Rao's murder, pronounced Raghunath Rao as the prime participant. But by that time, Raghunath had fled from Pune, never to return. This verdict of Ram Shastri got the major Marathi fraction who could not reconcile with Raghunath as the Peshwa started rallying behind Narayan Rao's pregnant wife, Gangubai. Shakharam Bapu, an influential minister who failed to keep his promise given to Madhav Rao of protecting Narayan Rao, secretly started the plans to bring down Raghunath Rao. He gathered the support of Maratha leaders also. British agent Mostyn could sense Raghunath's days of the reign was coming to end and it was coming to end fast. He had mentioned in his diary, Raghunath has undoubtedly behaved in a very unaccountable manner not only to Nana and those who were of Naron Ro's friend but to all the old ministers and great officers indiscriminately. All the former has left him in disgust except Maraba, even Sakram Bapu who never forsook Raghava in all his troubles. Following the retreat of Shakharam Bapu and Nana Farnavis, other Maratha leaders including Moraba Farnavis also left Raghunath's side. With Nana's support, Bapu started plotting against Raghunath. But their main concern was to protect Gangobai. If it was a male child, she would give birth to. He would be the next Peshwa, while in case of the girl child, direct descendant of Baji Rao, Ali Bahadur, was chosen to be the next one. Shakaram Bapu and Nana Farnavis, with the help of Hori Pant, shifted Gangubai to the Purandar fort in the hills and resolved to govern the country with the consent of all the ministers under her name. On 18th April 1774, in Purandhar Fort, Gangubai gave birth to a male child who was named after Madhabrao as Swai Madhabrao and was granted with the robe of Peshwaship at the age of 40 days. Nana Farnavis got appointed as his Regent, he with his Barabhai, council of 12 ministers, ruled under his name. Raghunath was still in quest of retaining Peshwaship. He hoped Mahadaji Sindhya and Tukaram Holkar would support his cause and accordingly he started negotiations. Being deserted by them, Raghunath tried to approach settlement with the ministers in Purandhar Fort through Vishaji Kesav and Chintu Vittal. He was offered a pension of annual 2 lakhs rupees. In return, he had to quit Peshwaship, retire from politics and reside at Anandvalli. Unwilling to give up, Raghunath Rao appealed to the British East India Company's Bombay Presidency for help through Mostyn. 
Raghunath Rao's appeal for the help was alluring one for the Bombay presidency. They saw an opportunity to obtain the places of desire, with Raghunath Rao winning the Peshwaship with their support. Eventually, after a long negotiation, on 6th March 1775, the Treaty of Surat was signed between them. According to the treaty, British East India Company got hold of the territories of Salset and Basin along with the part of revenues from Surat and Bharuch districts. In return of 2,500 soldiers at Raghunath Rao's disposal. The first Anglo-Maratha war started with this Treaty of Surat, which eventually ended with the Treaty of Salvai. In the meantime, with British East India Company extending their efforts towards governance in India, the British Parliament started taking a special interest in company affairs. Accordingly, a secret committee was appointed to keep a close watch on company activities in and outside of Europe. They eventually established a regulating act according to which four councillors were appointed for Bengal and the governor of Bengal got named to be governor general. Also, Bombay and Madras presidencies were instructed to follow the orders of governor general especially in matters of war and peace. This was the first amongst the decisive steps taken by the British Parliament to get control of the British East India Company territories in their hand. Warren Hastings was named as the first Governor General in India. Hastings and his council had reservations about taking an immediate side in Maratha conflict and they had expressed their concern about the probable consequences. Hastings' prime focus at that time was to deal with Mysore. He believed picking sides between conflicting Maratha fringes would mean British forces being deployed in the Maratha war. And also based on common interests, chances of Mysore forming alliance against the British could not be eliminated. In addition to these concerns, Hastings and his council were skeptical about sending the British army so far away from respective presidencies to participate in such battles full of uncertainties. In the meantime, British troops under the command of Colonel Kitting left Surat in March 1775 for Pune. But they were checked by Haripan Fort K at Adas and were defeated. Warren Hastings estimated that direct actions against Pune would be detrimental. Eventually, Hastings opposed the Treaty of Surat and instructed Bombay Presidency to work out of the treaty. Also, he started communication with Pune Darbar in state and wrote a letter to Shakaram Bapu proposing a lasting friendship. 
The Supreme Council was very clear on their goal of holding onto the control of Salsit and Vasin following the lines of the Treaty of Surat. Colonel Upton was chosen to represent the Bengal Council at Pune. He was instructed to execute the treaty only and if only the Maratha Ministry agrees to let British East India Company have their purpose pursued. Upton was also asked to make efforts to include Raghunath Rao into the treaty with an acceptable offering for all three parties. As expected to begin with, the Maratha ministry did not agree to let the company having holding rights of any of the demanded islands. But eventually, with the British presidency already supporting Raghuba and Supreme Council also on a course of joining the alliance against Pune Darbar broke the deadlock. After almost two months long negotiation, eventually the Treaty of Purandhar was concluded between the Maratha and the Bengal Council on 1st March 1776. This would discard the Treaty of Surat. In the new treaty, though Raghunath was pensioned, his interest was dismissed, but revenues from Salset and Varuj were still to be earned through the British. Though the Treaty of Purandhar was supposed to be a peace treaty between Maratha and the company, in effect, the terms of this treaty eventually proved to be the reason for the first Anglo-Maratha war. Raghunath Rao, as expected, was not happy with the terms of the treaty. But with Bombay Presidency being subdued by Bengal Council, he had hardly any choice. But the Maratha ministry declined to pay according to the treaty in the light of Raghunath's actions not being appropriate to the treaty. Bombay Council, as promised, sheltered Raghunath and the same was approved by the Supreme Council of Bengal. Maratha ministry took this opportunity and Nana Farnavis on behalf of the infant king violated his treaty with Calcutta Council as he granted the French a port on the west coast. This act of violation by the Marathas brought the board of company directors in favor of Bombay Presidency, protecting Raghunath's interest. The first Anglo-Maratha war was initiated with the Battle of Wadgaon. Maratha and the British army encountered on the outskirts of Pune. The Maratha army of almost 80,000 included forces was contributed by all the partners in the federation. Tukajira Holkar was the chief of the Maratha army and Mahadaji Sindhe was commander. Raghunath Rao and British Bombay Presidency's combined force involved 35,000 soldiers, superior ammunition and cannons. Mahadaji slowed down the British march and sent forces to attack the British supply base at Khopoli and cut off their supply lines. As a result, the British army had to halt at Taligaon. 
a few hours brisk march from Pune. But days away for the thousands of support staff with their Augsburg carts. Now the Maratha cavalry harassed the enemy from all sides. Also, they made sure the British contingent to suffer without any supplies and by burning farmland and poisoning wells. The combined British force started to withdraw at Kaligao. Though the retreat started in the middle of the night, Marathas attacked, forcing them to halt in the village of Wadgaon. Once again, the Marathas surrounded the British force from all sides and cut off their food and water supply. Reinforcements from northern India, commanded by Colonel Goddard, arrived too late to save the Bombay force. Eventually, on 16th January 1779, the British company was forced to sign the Treaty of Wadgaon. According to the terms of the treaty, the Bombay presidency had to relinquish all territories acquired by the Bombay office of the East India Company since 1773. Though the initial battle was won by the Marathas, the war was far from over. The British Governor General in Bengal, Warren Hastings, rejected the treaty because the Bombay officials had no authority to sign any such treaty. Also, he ordered Colonel Goddard to advance. Goddard, 6,000 troops captured Ahmedabad in February 1779 itself and Basin in December of 1780. After capturing Basin, Goddard marched towards Pune. But he was routed in Borghat Parshuramba in April 1781 by Hari Pant Fatke and Tukaji Holkar. In August 1780, Captain Pofam, with the help of Rana of Gohad, led another Bengal army to capture Gwalior. In the following months, number of skirmishes took place between Mahadaji Sindhya and General Goddard in Gujarat. But all of them proved to be indecisive. Hastings sent another force under command of Major Kamak after Mahadaji Sindhya. Mahadaji stationed himself at Malwa to challenge Kamak. Initially, Mahadaji had an upper hand and British forces under Kamak being harassed and reduced, had to retreat to Hadur. Finally, in February 1781, the British army under Commander Kamak was able to defeat Sindhe in the town of Sipri. Colonel Murray arrived with fresh forces in April 1781 to assist Pofam and Kamak. After his defeat at Sipri, Mahadaji Sindhya got alarmed. Finally, he decisively crushed the forces of Murray on July 1st, 1781. At the same time, the British invasion of Konkon was thoroughly defeated. Information about these consecutive defeats, both from Central India and the Deccan. Warren Hastings, who arrived at Varanasi, urged Colonel Murray to begin peace talks with Mahadaji. After the British defeat, 
Warren Hastings through Mohadaji Sindhe proposed a new treaty between the Peshwa and the British that would recognize the young Swai Madhav Rao as the Peshwa and grant Raghunath Rao a pension. Thus, the first Anglo-Maratha war ended with the Treaty of Salbai. The treaty was sanctioned through Hastings in June 1782 and through Nana Fannavis in February 1783. Under its terms, the company retained the control of Salset and Paruch and acquired guarantees that the Marathas would defeat Hyder Ali of Mysore and retake territories in the Karnatic. The Marathas also guaranteed that the French would be prohibited from establishing settlements on their territories. In return, the British East India Company recognized Mahadaji Sindhe's territorial claim on the west of the Jamna River and all the territories occupied by the British after the Treaty of Purandhar were also given back to the Marathas. The Treaty of Salbi guaranteed a peace contract between the two oppositions, the British and the Marathas, for the next 20 years. Want to learn more about the untold story of Indian freedom struggle? Keep listening. We got a page from episode notes and resources. Visit us at http colon forward slash forward slash www.ksproductionsusa.com Subscribe to the Revolution Untold Story of Indian Freedom Struggle at Apple, Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever you get your audio. Be sure to leave us a review, give us 5 stars and please talk about us to your friends and family. We want to hear directly from you too, so send us an email. Our email address is therevolution at ksproductionsusa.com. The Revolution Untold Story of Indian Freedom Struggle is produced by KS Productions INC in collaboration with Pastel Entertainment. Our executive producers are Kaushik Mazumdar and Shushmita Mazumdar from KS Productions INC and Shaoli Mazumdar from Pastel Entertainment. Our researcher is Dipanjan Maithi, content developed by Dipanjan Maithi and Kaushik Mazumdar. Original music composed and designed by Shottajit Shin. Also use compositions by Kazi Nasrul Islam. In two weeks, we will come back with another episode on Anglo-Maratha conflict. Till then, stay safe and stay healthy.